What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today we're going to talk about the Artemis Project, the Artemis program run by NASA. What is it? What is their mission? And what do we really believe they are going to do up there? So the Artemis mission, recently scrubbed for a few days, right? Because they had cancellations and uh, there was like weather issues and all kinds of stuff going on. And of course, we have the uh, hurricane and things like that. So uh, good call on their part. Because if you remember the Challenger in 1986, they decided to launch in January of 1986 when they were experiencing record low temperatures. And they, there was engineers that were very concerned about the launch of the Challenger, they actually ended up being right that the O-rings that were holding together a portion of the rocket system could have been could be compromised, and they found out that they were compromised. Did you know that when the Challenger was launched, and some people that are listening to this program might not have heard of the Challenger program um, or the Challenger disaster, but it was a uh, it was a rocket launch by NASA that was manned by seven astronauts, men and women. Um, and it exploded 73 seconds into the launch. Um, they decided to launch it when it was too cold. And uh, you wouldn't think it'd be too cold, right, when they launched it. They, they launched it in the southern states, but uh, they, they launched it. And uh, it blew up 73 seconds into the uh, mission. Um, the uh, fuel containers exploded, and the compartment actually stayed the the uh the pilot compartment actually stayed intact and actually crashed into the ocean uh into the atlantic <clears throat> uh 2 minutes and 30 seconds after the uh fuel containers exploded so um they determined that the pilots probably uh went unconscious due to the cabin pressure and then when they hit they could they could have already been deceased before they even hit the water um, due to the lack of oxygen. So interesting, um, and I'm glad that they are being a little bit more cautious now. But what is the Artemis program? What is the goal here? Because even I didn't really pay attention to it because I haven't been paying much attention to NASA. Because you know, according to my last podcast, I don't have a lot of trust in them. But um, <laughs> The goal here is to have four total missions, uh, the first one in 2022, which will be a, uh, an unmanned uh, mission with robots and mannequins on board. Why have mannequins on board? <laughs> I guess they're going to test something, uh, you know, maybe some, some of the pressures and things like that with the uh, new rocket. Artemis 2 will launch in 2024. 
which will be a crewed mission, a manned mission to, to uh, the moon. And then Artemis 3 will have a lunar landing on 2025. And Artemis 4 will dock with the Lunar Gateway in 2027. So I still have to find out what the Lunar Gateway is. But hopefully we'll find out. Um, the Artemis program was formally established in 2017 under the Trump administration. However, components uh, of it... Uh, such as the Orion spacecraft, were developed during the Bush administration um, after its cancellation during the Obama administration. So, seems like we're going back to the moon. Let's take a look and see what they have to state about it. So, this is organized around a series of Space Launch System missions, SLS missions. So, they increase in complexity with different intervals. So they're eventually going to have an Artemis V as well. Uh, <clears throat> it will be carrying an Orion spacecraft. Um, if we look up Orion spacecraft, it's a partially re reusable crewed spacecraft. Uh, so it looks like we're doing a little bit of recycling here. Nice, right? Um, the spacecraft consists of the crew module designed by Lockheed Martin and European service module manufactured by the Airbus Defense and Space Program. Um, it's interesting because Orion can last up to 21 days undocked and six days, uh, six months docked. So there's a lot of a lot of uh, stuff that goes into it. It's kind of like the LEM module. Remember in the Apollo 13 movie um, where you know Tom Hanks and, and everybody are stuck inside of the uh, was it Kevin Bacon? Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, and Gary Sinise all stuck inside of the... Uh, or no, Gary Sinise had to stay back. It was uh, Bill Paxton that went up. And uh, they all uh, were stuck inside, right? Uh, so, anyway. Uh, I'm getting get a little bit off track. So, what are these missions' goals, right? That's what we want to know. So, what's the goal? So, Artemis 1 will be an uncrewed test, right? So, it's going to place itself into a lunar orbit the Orion portion into a lunar orbit and then re return it to Earth. Um, Orion will break into a retrograde and, and, and come back uh, into Earth's uh, atmosphere. The Orion capsule will separate and come down under parachutes. Orion 2, so basically the, Orion, the Artemis mission 1, which is happening this year at some point, uh, is kind of like just a test. Okay, Artemis 2 will be the first crewed uh, test flight of the SLS and the Orion spacecraft. Four crew members will perform extensive testing in Earth's orbit, and then the Orion will be boosted into a free return trajectory around the moon, which will return Orion back to Earth for re-entry. The launch is scheduled for no earlier than May 2024, so they're not, gonna, not even going to land that time either. So the first two missions aren't even landing on the moon. They're saying, oh, we're returning to the moon, but it doesn't sound like it. So Artemis 3 will be a crewed lunar landing. So the third one in 2025, they'll actually land. The mission depends on support from the human landing system, the HLS, and uh, they're going to have four crew members. And... Uh, states uh, it's intended to include the first woman and the first person of color to land on the moon to rendezvous 
and dock with the HLS. Two astronauts will transfer to the HLS, which will descend to the lunar surface and spend about six and a half days on the surface. That's a lot of time. That's interesting. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of time, but that's a lot of time to be on the surface of another planet or the moon. I mean, it's not another planet, but it's the moon. Um, might as well be another planet. You know, it's totally different than Earth. Um, so Orion will return the four astronauts to Earth on Artemis 3. Artemis 4 is another crewed mission to the Lunar Gateway. So a prior support mission will deliver the first two gateway modules and it will also include a power, extra power of the Block 1B that will allow the SLS slash Orion to deliver the gateway module for connection to the gateway the launch is scheduled for no earlier than 2027. So let's look up the Lunar Gateway here. The Lunar Gateway, or simply Gateway, is a small planned space station in lunar orbit. Not on, not on the moon. So it's a, it's a small space station in lunar orbit. So it's going to be in the orbit of the moon. Intended to service or to serve as a solar-powered communication hub, a science laboratory, short-term habitation module for government agency astronauts, as well as a holding area for rovers and other robots. It's a multinational collaborative project involving the involving four of the, Earth, uh, the International Space Station partner agencies. NASA is one, European Space Agency, the ESA is two, the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, JAXA, <clears throat> and Canada, Canadian Space Agency, CSA. It's planned to be both the first space station beyond low Earth orbit and the first space station to orbit the moon. It's called the Gateway. There's an illustration of the Gateway's power propulsion element and habitation logistics outpost, also nicknamed Halo. Gotta love that, right? Halo video game was taking place in outer space. Um, and it has solar panels on it so it has long solar panels kind of like what you would have seen maybe in the movies with the um, these long extruding like wing-like solar panels and then a, a, a small module you know hanging out from it in the center of these two winged solar panels um, so it kind of looks like it's going to be like a satellite almost but it can house it can temporar temporarily house people as well um, so this is, it, it is kind of interesting to see what they're working on. <laughs> okay. What they're saying they're working on. Right. Um, so, you know, will it, will, how long will it be there? Because the, the international space station is due to be decommissioned in 2030. So let's see if they have any, any links to how long this is supposed to be in orbit doesn't say but i am fascinated by the fact that they're actually putting into putting a lunar orbiting space station basically in lunar orbit not earth orbit now just in lunar orbit and then my conspiracy mind or maybe not even conspiracy it's not conspiracy it's just facts that aliens exist uh, my alien you know brain is thinking what is this really going to be is this a monitoring station for all events that happen on and around the moon? Is this 
a power station. Do they even need power stations anymore? Do they have zero point modules, you know, in those moon bases? Is this merely a communications hub as they, as they call it in the, uh, in this article where they, it's kind of going to be used as like a, a, a fi router in between the moon and earth. Um, is it kind of like they're setting up kind of like the Elon Musk Starlink, um, but with a, a, a habitation module attached to it? Um, or is there some other reason they're putting it up there? Because just because they're putting a house together doesn't mean we know the reason that house is going to be there. Just because they put a building up down the street and they put Pizza Hut up on, on the outside doesn't mean it's not a covert CIA operation under, underneath the building and uh, has has multiple floors underneath dug into the ground, right? I mean, this could be a, a totally different purpose and mission for this particular item in space. What that is could be anybody's guess. They do have pictures of four astronauts inside the gateway uh, that they did in a mock-up module at the space station processing facility at Kennedy Space Center in Florida, yeah, I mean, the inside, you know, if this is the real inside, looks like it's a not a huge size, but it looks almost bigger than what the current, um, like, living facilities are that we see on television in the space station. Uh, NASA and Lockheed Martin employees take a group photo with one of the gateway modules, uh, the training modules. It It looks like it's about... Like there's t about 20 people, 15 people in front of it long. So that kind of gives us an idea for how long it is. I can't really see how, how wide it is. Um, but there's many people that are involved in this, not just America, but, um, you know, we've got Europe, we've got uh, Japan, we've got Canada. So they'll all be taking part in it. Um, how many times will people go up there? You know, we don't have a number on that and, Sometimes we don't even get that information. Um, so NASA 4 um, will be the crewed mission that will um, that, that will go to the lunar gateway. So there will there will be prior missions that will set this up. And then Artemis 5 through Artemis 8 and beyond are proposed to land astronauts on the lunar surface where they will take advantage of increasing amounts, of infrastructure that are to be landed by support missions. These will include habitats, rovers, scientific instruments, and resource extraction equipment. <sighs> Man, I just gotta wonder why they're just giving us this this information. And I mean, like, I know I'm I'm preaching to the choir here, right? You guys are are my listening base that that, that listen and probably agree with a lot of what's said on the podcast. But I got to wonder why they're spending so much money on what seems to be, according to whistleblowers, things that, projects that we've already accomplished, projects that have already been done numerous times. We've, we've sent, you know, orbiters to the moon dozens of times. We have orbiters everywhere. Um, you know, we've sent orbiters to the distant gal distant ends of the solar system, you know, and and beyond Voyager, you know, back in the 70s. So, I mean, there's there's just I don't know why we would want. 
to habitate the moon, there's no atmosphere. You know, it's one thing to land there and, and say, hey, we did it, and bring back samples, but unless we are going to create a habitation inside of the moon, and that's pretending that there's no bases inside of the moon already, um, that would take a lot of resources. And it would take a lot of time. And maybe that's their, maybe that's their goal, is to eventually have uh, an inside underground base on the moon. Or maybe, since they've already been doing this, or at least some whistleblowers state that we already have a base there and other people already have bases there, that maybe this is just the cover to allow us to send things up towards the moon without having a bunch of people question it. That might be why. Um, that's the only viable answer I can come up with um, for why they have to create all these, you know, ideas and 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 fallacies and and you know cover stories. It's a cool idea if this is how low our tech was, but since we know this is not how low our tech is, it just makes you wonder why they're why they're coming up with this, and it has to just be that it's a continual cover story. And they know that we will eventually find out the full truth, you know, the entire masses, not just the believers, but also, you know, it will come out. Um, and that when it does, that the, our belief in the government will go away and the government will have no power. And they know that they don't want that to happen. So they're, they're struggling to hold on to, and perpetuate this lie. But in the end, it's not going to bode well for him. So I don't want anybody, you know, I, I don't, you know, I just want the best for humanity. You know, I want us to live peaceably and be able to, to freely exchange knowledge so that we can all benefit. We can all continue to awe at the mystery that is this existence and, and our neighboring planetoids and our neighboring galaxies and the universe. And, um, I don't think there's anything scary about that, uh, because we've been here for thousands of years and we'll continue to be until we probably end up polluting ourselves to death. <laughs> so, um, hopefully we don't. Anyway, keep recycling. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Ho hopefully you learned a little bit about Artemis today, like I did, um, and what their goals are and what their purposes are. At least that's what they state. And, um, you know, we can continue to watch and, uh, you know, be entertained in the meantime. So hopefully you guys are taking care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question that universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.